Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Thursday, April 7th. Coming up on the show today, Josh Ward from WNML in Knoxville joins us to explain exactly which teams the University of Tennessee hates the most in which sports. The Masters gets started and highlights an excellent spring of other sports not named football. But we begin with my personal issues with NFL mock drafts on the entire internet. We are brought to you every single morning by the Kingston Group, the website buildkg.com. They've been in the market for over a decade, successfully helping people manage their houses, big decisions, big financial decisions about their houses. You've heard me talk about them now for over a year. They need to be in your life if you're about to make a big decision about your house. They'll help you out whether you use them or not. So give them a call. Talk to the folks at the Kingston Group. That's buildkg.com. So there's a couple things in the media around this time of year that drive me completely insane. And fans fans do this too, but it's a lot of media folk. And I'm not there's not any one person that inspired this, so I'm not picking on any one person. It's just it's just mock drafts are just utterly insanely stupid. Um, unless you are an executive of an NFL team that is putting out information. And even then, it's a must-lie situation, so I don't believe anything you're seeing. Th- th- you have to take every single piece of information you see about the NFL draft, and you have to almost completely ignore it. Scouting reports are great. Make sure you're listening to shows like the Music City Audible. Make sure you're following folks that are excellent talent evaluators because they're going to just try to give you some honest assessments of wh- what a player could or could not be in the future. But when you start hearing anything about where a team is looking or maybe this team likes that player or this guy's falling down these guys' boards, it is all it is all smokescreen. It is must-lie situations. And there is no way anyone has any clue what any of these teams want to do because even they will keep it from everyone in their organization. John Robinson and Mike Vrabel might be the only two people, along with the capologist maybe, that have any clue what they're going to do with their draft picks or who they like better. Their their scouting department will know which quarterback is higher on their board. But by and large, that information ain't getting out. There's no chance. It's a must-lie situation. So you cannot believe anything. You cannot believe the rumors around A.J. Brown. John Robinson's already shut that down. But you just... We we talked about this on on our long form Titans edition on Tuesday. Go back and listen, myself and Zach Lyons, and and I think Zach and and the guys Michael Gillum, Mr. Lebowski, they talked about it on football and other f words. You, you just you cannot believe all the things you read on the internet, and you definitely cannot believe all the things you read on the internet when it comes to the draft. Every single thing is misdirection. It's pre snap motion. It is designed to throw you off what they actually want to do. So when all this rumors about Malik Willis going to the Steelers. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's complete nonsense. You just don't know. So when you read a mock draft and you see somebody put some picks in for a player, again, like no disrespect to Charles Davis, but like if Charles Davis is talking to executives and has some information, then he should say this is informed by X, Y, or Z. But otherwise, why do I care about Charles Davis? And he's a wonderful guy. He's a great guy. I don't know. I'm not picking on you, Charles. Sorry. But, but, if you use him as a stand-in for everybody on the internet doing a mock draft, like it's it's all just complete nonsense. It doesn't matter because it's not informed by anything. There's no actual information backing it all up. They're fun. They're fun to read, and you, and it's okay. It's like going to a spring game. It's like a bowl game. Just enjoy it for what it is. But there's no real information right now. This is the next three weeks. It is complete must-lie situation for everybody in the NFL. So don't believe a word you read on the internet. 
This entire week has been a perfect example of why I love spring sports. Obviously, the NFL draft is stealing headlines. We just talked about how you got to be careful with those headlines in the NFL because the draft is a huge thing that takes up all the oxygen in the room. But we just had a fantastic college baseball series early in the season, so it's not even college baseball time yet. We've got the Masters, one of the greatest events you will ever attend. I cannot recommend it enough. I took my dad on a practice round a couple of years ago, and there's literally not a blade of grass out of place. It is very few things in all of life will ever live up to the expectations that have been heaped upon them. But the Masters is one of them. Things like college baseball in Omaha, the College World Series, the NHL playoffs is coming up. I've talked about this a lot on the show. I love the spring sports because you can parachute in and you can enjoy them for what they are. You don't have to know anything about golf and you can watch every second of the Masters and have a wonderful time. You don't have to know anything. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to spend a lot of time with it and to, to still enjoy how exceptional the event is. The two events, and, and maybe I should say three because I'll include the Indianapolis 500 here. If I had to, if I had to tell you what, what three events in sports in person, if you go to attend them, live up to the expectations or over-deliver, things like the Final Four are nowhere close. Those are those under-deliver. College football playoff games, under-deliver. I've been to a Super Bowl. It's cool. I just, you know, it's very corporate. It's very stale. It's not It's not the same as even like an LSU night game. But you take me to the Masters, you take me to the College World Series, and you take me to the Indianapolis 500. Those three events are unlike any other sporting events I've ever been to in my entire life. They not only live up to the expectation, they dramatically over-deliver. And this is what spring sports does. This is what I love about the springtime. Don't get me wrong. I'm a football junkie obsessed with the game just like everybody else. But this weekend with the Masters, happy birthday to my youngest daughter, by the way. Not sure I'm going to be watching the birthday party on Sunday. I'm going to be watching the guys walking up 18 trying to win a green jacket because that's how cool this event is. Sorry, honey. Happy birthday. It is Thursday, so we welcome to the show Josh Ward from WNML in Knoxville at Josh underscore Ward. New show in Knoxville, of course. Josh and Swain, Jason Swain joining you. So thank you for joining us. How are you, sir? How's the first week going? Yeah, doing well. We're having fun. Uh, there's a lot going on with Tennessee sports, so it was a very good week to start up Josh and Swing. So, okay, a lot going on. You got spring practice. You got the you know the women's tournaments over. The men's tournaments over. You got baseball in full force. What what is a, like? What is the focus of Tennessee fans? I know I've asked you this before, but like, what is it? All baseball now? Is it still spring practice? Where are we? Well, Tennessee football is always going to have a place in the conversation and recruiting has kind of picked up in conversation after Nico committed and some good prospects are coming to town this weekend. But uh, as an example, so we bring Jason Swain, really good wide receiver at Tennessee onto the show, onto the station. We start the show this past week and our number one topic and the, the biggest topic for the first show was Tennessee baseball against Vanderbilt. And we talked about that on the air that we finally come together for a show and Tennessee football matters so much. So we led with Vols baseball, which spent a decade plus getting no play in Knoxville. And that speaks to how good the team is. They're the consensus number one team in the country. So that's obviously a huge part of it. But the personality that this team has shown, what Tony Vitello has done, the Mike Honcho reference, and how they were able to turn a negative in the middle of a game into an immediate positive from a PR standpoint, and even in some ways financially because of the shirts that popped up. So with everything going on with Tennessee sports, Kennedy Chandler moving on, Tennessee baseball is definitely the lead. What is the fi financial commitment from the university for baseball? Is there, is there going to be some major investment in this program? I, I mean, obviously basketball and football 
the, the money speaks for itself. I mean, that's why Nico <laughs> Nico's committed. Um, what what's the future of the baseball program? Well, changes to Lindsey Nelson Stadium, which Tony Vitello has pushed for and Danny White knows is important. So we talked to Tennessee's athletic director on the show this week, and he talked about the commitments that will be needed. And they're going to figure out what needs to be in place, which is going to be some premium seating, some suites so that you can attract high dollars to make that happen. But that wouldn't be happening without the success on the field. So that was the first thing they needed to go on the run they did last year to build up the excitement and then incredibly carry that over and do even more, at least to this point. So that will create, help create at least, the financial investment that will be needed moving forward. So turning Lindsey Nelson Stadium from a stadium that ranked very close to the bottom end of the SEC to a place that you look forward to showing off to recruits. And that is a, that is a part of the story here that Tennessee is not where it needs to be from a recruiting standpoint in terms of what it's showing off to prospects and they've already come anyway. So that will give the program a chance to have a a long sustaining run as long as Tony Vitello is the head coach. If that were to change, then so would this conversation, but that commitment, I I think that's why this will be a long-term conversation. As long as Tennessee understands that it has to play a slightly different game in Lindsey Nelson than it does in Omaha. I think as long as they learned that lesson last year, um, they're, they're going to be, they're, they're probably going to be, uh, okay. So if I was going to ask Tennessee fan, the average Tennessee fan, Josh, what, which schools they hate the most based on which sport, like, would it be, you know, Florida football, Kentucky basketball, Vanderbilt baseball? Like what would the, like, would it be South Carolina women's basketball? Like what would be the, wouldn't it be four, couldn't it be four different schools in theory? Yeah, I think we would still have to step out of the SEC and women's basketball and just say Gino and UConn. Yeah, uh, your, your your point to South Carolina within the SEC, considering their level of dominance now, is right. But the order you went in is where I probably would have started. So I said baseball is the lead. I mean, in general, obviously, football is the lead. So I think hatred is likely going to the Gators. There's a lot of hatred for Alabama, a lot of hatred for Georgia with what the Bulldogs have done and have going as a program. But uh, of course, depending on the generation you're talking to, I think we would come back to Florida football, Kentucky for sure, because of what that program is, Cal being the coach. If we then shifted to which coach do you dislike the most? Cal's going to get a lot of conversation there too, John Calipari. And over, they're really good. Over, it's, it's, over Saban? Uh, so I think, Urban, uh, Urban I think it's still Saban because it's football. You know, Kirby's starting to work himself yeah. into that conversation yeah. too. So uh, credit to him. And Lane's just a different ball game because you have some that still like him. Uh, so uh, to to the, the order, I would probably go in order of the sport still. I would go Florida football. I would go Kentucky basketball. But man, people enjoyed that sweep of Vanderbilt, and people love people love to say they didn't sweep Vandy; they swept Candy. And you have the the Vitello personality versus Tim Corbin personality, and that's great. That's great for SEC baseball. That's great for our conversations with Tennessee and Vanderbilt. And Tennessee recognizes Vanderbilt has had all the success and has set a certain kind of standard that Tennessee wants to reach. And Tennessee is there right now. They also know that postseason success is going to matter. So it's great conversation and hatred in sports. Uh, that's a good thing, especially when you have two programs that are really competitive. So I hope Vanderbilt remains really good. And I hope Tennessee remains really good yeah. because it gives us more to be entertained by because this past weekend was entertaining. Josh underscore Ward on Twitter, WNM, WNML and Knoxville. Easy for me to say. Josh and Jason Swain, the new show uh, up there in uh, the 865. So check it out. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend. You got it. Thank you. Thank you guys all for listening. Click all the buttons, subscribe, like, 
rate, review, all that great stuff. We really, really appreciate it. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Thank you all for hanging out with us. This has been the 444 Thursday, April 7th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. 